You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Building the Board. As we're starting to get into our second phase of grading, advancing down the board a little bit further, and things are starting to come together. Jacob and Quentin are right here with me, and we'll be talking about our next set of edge rushers today. So, Jacob, Q, tell us who we got to talk about, and let us know what they're looking like. Yeah, so we're just going to go through our next 10 edge edge rushers and D linemen here. Uh, Let's see, so nine. We got nine guys to add, and I'm just going to go in alphabetical order here because I didn't plan anything out with it, yeah. uh, but we can just kick it off with uh, Allie Gay. What do you think about him, Jacob? So Allie Gay is someone that I've been watching for you know a while, and like I haven't watched a ton of his games from one particular season, but going back since 2020, he's someone who's been on my radar as a potential NFL caliber guy. Uh, I think you definitely see a lot of physical tools with him. I think you see, you know, good size. I think he accelerates off the ball well. He's a good athlete. Uh, and I think there's some nice raw power in his frame. I think it's just a matter of flexibility with him uh, and just how well he uses his hands. I think that he's someone that I'd take probably around the fourth or fifth round personally. And, and he's someone that I think that there's still areas to improve in his game as a technician, even, you know, all these years after I first started watching in 2020 uh, from Ali Gay's tape. Uh, but I do think, I do think there's definitely something to work with there. So it, it's someone I wouldn't take him until day three, just cause I don't know how much he contributes right away, but I think the physical attributes are there. It's just going to be a matter of whether or not he can put it all together from a technical perspective. Yeah, I mean, I'm 100% with you on that. Like, I watched him, and I I was like, this guy's got some traits, like some very fun traits for an edge rusher as yeah. far as his explosiveness goes. And, I mean, just he's just a, gr- a really good athlete at, the, at a position of really good athletes. And watching him, it's just like, man, he, need, he needs some coaching. He needs some development. Mm-hmm. He needs to kind of figure out, you know, what he should be trying to do versus what he's, he should not be trying to do given his, what he's able to do. Yeah. Um, not, uh, not probably not the bendiest guy, but just that explosiveness, that speed off the ball and the lateral movement ability to, to put him on stunts and play some games with him, I thought was impressive. So he's a guy who I'm definitely interested in, but I'm with you on, as far as Greg goes, I, I think I have him like around round four right now. Like that, that was kind of the range where, guys tended to fall who were like traitsy, but just needed development and just weren't quite there yet. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think it's a good point. You bring up the lateral quickness. Cause even though I don't think he's like a super bendy edge rusher, I do think he changes direction pretty well. And yeah. LSU had some instances where they dropped him back in coverage. He looked pretty comfortable there as comfortable as an edge rusher can, honestly, 
so I certainly think there's some versatility there. Uh, there's a guy I want to talk to a uh, talk about, and that's Derek Hall from Auburn. And he's someone we didn't touch on in the first video that we had about edge rushers. And he's someone that slowly, but surely from a Chicago bears perspective, because, you know, this is building the board, you know, it's bears theme. Derek Hall is someone that I could, th- I could really be in strong consideration for Chicago. Cause sure. He's a little bit underweight. He's not like the most, big guy out there but he's got long arms which obviously if you haven't heard already Matt Eberflus loves guys with long arms because you can you know that's something you can't teach uh and Derek Hall is also a very good athlete ran uh I know it's in the four fives in his 40 yard dash and had a very good 10 yard split so uh sub one six and you know growing up in high school uh he was a basketball player and a track star. And I think that that says a lot about, you know, some of the athleticism that you see on tape. It really explains that because he's quick off the ball. Uh, He does a good job of keeping his legs churning at the point of attack to try and uh, generate speed to power, which yes, I think that he can work on getting a little bit lower, both in terms of pad level and in terms of his ability to turn the corner. But I think, uh, speed to power is definitely there with him. The length is there. The athleticism is there with him. Uh, he's someone that I'm probably going to have like late round two, early round three, which fits perfectly for Chicago. Cause you know, they've got two late second round picks and the first pick in the third round. So I think just from my perspective, he just lines up and checks honestly, most of the boxes. You know how long this dude's been told he's too small. <laughs> Since I can only day, imagine since the day he was born. He was born four months premature oh. and wasn't supposed to survive. Like the doctors told his mom, even if he survived, he'd never be able to talk. He'd never be able to walk. He'd be so brain damaged that like he wouldn't be able to do anything. And went on to have D1 football and basketball offers. He's won community service awards. Like this guy is, there's a lot to like about this guy's background. And he might be a little undersized, but above average arm length, above average hand size, above average vertical, broad jump, 40 yard, 10 yard split. He's explosive as all get out. Like when when I've turned on his film, he literally jumped off the screen at me, you know, like he had that type of explosive ability. Um, I'm interested to see how his agility comes in because it seemed like he's almost a runaway, a runaway train sometimes where it's just like, he's going full go everywhere. And then like, he just can't stop. He's like, uh, like in mighty ducks too, like that, that, that <laughs> skater who couldn't stop on the yeah. ice. Like that's what it feels kind of like watching him where it's just like, he's, he's, he's going to get there fast, but he's not going to be able to stop and turn or anything. Um, I'm a big fan of his play. I think he was a team captain at Auburn and just, there's a lot to like with him. He's only 254 pounds. So that uh, he probably can't be a base end for you or anything at that weight right now. You know, I mean, who knows, maybe get him in an NFL program. He can beef that up a little, but um, even if not, I think he can pro- provide a lot of value for you um, just as a pass rusher, like I'm pass rushing downs at the least. So that's, that's kind of his floor to me as a situational pass rusher. Cause his speed is real and not the bendiest guy, but like, when you're that explosive, you'll still get to the quarterback and make make stuff happen. And then let's see, next up here, I got Felix Anudike Uzoma. 
uh, out of Kansas State. So this is a guy that I actually I didn't get the chance to watch until just recently. And I mean, he's a he's a really good fit for what the Bears need. Right. I mean, he is got he's got the ideal frame, ideal like like what is that six three? Oh, he only, he only weighed in at two fifty five. I thought he was a little bigger than that. But um that's where I got listed here, two fifty five. I thought he was thicker than that, like mm. like pushing around two seventy. He looks like it on on tape at least. He plays like yeah. he's closer to two seventy. Um but he just He's really stout against the run is probably the biggest strength that I could say for him as far as in the film. I felt like he's pretty raw as a pass rusher. Like he, he shows some some solid instincts as a pass rusher, but just I didn't think they really knew what to do with his hands a lot of the times. And he was just kind of like a like Tas- Tasmanian devil. You know, he's just going, going, going. But like there wasn't a lot of purpose with what he was doing. So but he's got athletic traits that you really like at the position. And I think there's a lot to work with there. So I've got, I've got him like a, like a late second round grade. What do you think, Jacob? Yeah. So I have uh, Felix and DK Zoma kind of in that similar tier as like a Derek Hall. And I think I have him a little bit higher than Hall, but I still think that there's, you know, a decent amount to work with. Uh, I mean, with both guys, but with Felix, you're looking at someone, I think he turns the corner pretty well. And I, I've been impressed watching him on tape and you just seeing clips of him, you know, his flexibility in his lower half does show up. And even if he doesn't change direction super well, when he gets out into the open field, his ability to sink his hips and have that, like that ankle flexion to take precise angles to the quarterback, like that's, you know, a very valuable trait to have. And, I know you mentioned Q that there's the uh, that he looked a lot bigger, and I think part of that on tape was you know he also had experience rushing as a three technique. I mean, Kansas yeah. State had him uh, inside in certain downs, and he's obviously you not know, going to at the next I'm, level. I'm really surprised that he only weighed like obviously I put it in this spreadsheet, so like I must have seen it before, but I I, I was not expecting 255. I was expecting 270. Yeah, no, definitely, and I think. You're looking at production with him, like he's had uh, 19 and a half sacks in his final two years at Kansas State, Uh, you know, convert speed to power well, uh, you know, nice overall athletic speed rusher. I certainly think there are tools with him to work with. Uh, I don't know necessarily, he's not the biggest, at least he didn't measure to be the biggest guy out there. And, you know, the arm length is solid, you know, it'll definitely pass to the next level. Uh, It's not elite, but, you know, it's still pretty good. So he's, he's, he's like right at average of the draft class that I, that I got here. Like it, it's just on the dot average. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think what puts Anadike Uzoma like slightly over the edge for me as just a pure prospect is the bend. And, but with that in mind, I think Hall's better fit for the bears uh, just off of, uh, a little, I think a little bit more consistent speed to power and uh, you know better arm length, but that's not a knock on Felix. I think he's a really good player. Uh, late round two for me. I, if he's there early round three, I, you're starting to get into you know that's really good value territory. Yeah, I, I yeah. think so too. 100%. Like his, his traits are just solid. Um, then next up here is a guy who really shocked me. I, I just watched his film recently again uh I, I think i'm pronouncing this right habakkuk baldonado out of pit and he uh 
tall. He's just a tall, long edge rusher who, I mean, he's probably not going to be the bendiest guy out there, but yeah. he just really seems like he is a strong fit for a four three. Like I think he could play base end or or be you know more more like a six seven nine tech for you. Like yeah. he he seemed to do both at Pitt from what I can tell. And some of the stuff that I really liked with him was he played with some really nice tempo on his reps where he was changing up his foot speed, changing up his his hand movements, and just keeping the the blockers guessing as to what was coming. And he was explosive enough. I thought like he wasn't a guy who was like, whoa, this guy's an athlete. You, you know, this guy's a ball of clay athlete that you can mold, but yeah. he's already pretty well molded. And I think he's above an above average athlete. I thought there was a lot to like there with him. There were, were occasions where it was like he had poor weight distribution on a rep and ended up on the ground or um, got a little too dependent on a stutter step move that he really likes. But watching him, I mean, I saw the stutter step move. I saw a spin move. I saw a swim. I saw him split combos with his with his hands just prying through. And I just thought there was a lot to like with him. What, do you, what did you see, Jacob? I think you summed it up perfectly. And the one thing that I noticed uh, – I was pretty big on Baldonado uh, coming into the year. And, you know, I, he had nine sacks in 2021 for Pitt. I'm like, okay, you know, there's definitely something to work with with this guy. Didn't live up to what I was hoping he'd do from a pure production perspective, but I still think the tools are there for him to succeed at the next level. Uh, you're looking at someone I, – I agree. I think he's a better fit in a 4-3 as a hand-in-the-dirt defensive end. I think he can rush stand up, but I don't think that's not going to be his forte at the next level. Uh, weight distribution and pad level are the issues that I see with him. Just he's, he's too high at the point of attack. And I'd like to see a little bit. I think that affects his play strength a little bit, but like you said, above average athlete, you know, uses his hands. Well, you know, in addition to all those moves, I've seen some uh, encouraging speed chops from him, you know, two handed shucks and stuff like that. He more than can hold his own. Uh, which is interesting, especially considering the fact he only played one year of high school football. Uh, he oh, played I didn't know that. At, le- at least at the American level, because he played in Italy before coming over to America in his senior year. So, I mean. Is, is that like NBA where if you play in Italy, you're like playing against grown men as a 12-year-old? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I mean, if that is, then need all the power to him. <laughs> Yeah, no, because those are always interesting, you know, situations. But yeah, uh, Baldonado, he's someone I'm thinking like probably round four. I think that's about fair for him. You know, he fits in that mold of, you know, still got a little bit of work to do, but, you know, tools are there for him to develop. So, yeah, yeah. I I think my grade was like late third to which is probably closer to an early fourth because my list is too big. But (laughs) (laughs) Um, then next up here is a guy who I've. I've, he's one of the first guys I watched starting this project, and I, I thought he was being undervalued then, and I still think he's being a little undervalued. It's Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame. And, I mean, I I watch Foskey, and I just see a guy who has the athletic traits of just about any edge rusher in this class, I thought, and he tested that way at the combine. I mean, his 10-yard split was a little short of the average, but it was still right at the average pretty much. And same with his three cone. It was just, it was average. That was the worst. Those were the two worst for him. Everything else, he was above average to well above average. And I thought that showed out on tape. 
and I, I'm not sure what his production looked like the last few years at Notre Dame. I didn't actually look at his stats that much. But on tape, I saw a guy who has good technique and plus athletic traits, consistently getting after the quarterback, consistently playing the run well. And, I mean, I I think this guy's a, a late first, early second round talent. And he's fallen to the second, mid-second to late second in some of these mocks. Yeah, so I actually I went back and I double checked on the production. Uh, you'll be happy to hear 2021 he had 10 sacks and 2022 he had 10 and a half. Okay. So that's so a, guy. a consistent producer too. Yeah, exactly. And that's a nine and a half tackles for loss in 2021 and then 13 and a half in 22. Uh, as a little, you know, added sort of thing. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with a lot of what you said. Uh, the interesting thing with him is, you know, mentioned the 10 yard split being a little b- below average. He still ran a four, five, eight. And yeah. that's a dude who's six, five, over 260 pounds. Like he measured 264 at the combine. I mean, that's, that's impressive stuff. And you see some of that athleticism. It shows up on tape. He's had some experience as an off ball linebacker. Uh, obviously you're not going to play him there, but he, he can move around in space pretty well. And, you know, he's a smooth athlete, just a natural runner, whether that's out in space or, you know, just off the ball, you know, he's got a good first step acceleration on tape. Uh, I'd like to see him improve a little bit more as a technician. I think that every once in a while he can get caught up and doesn't really maximize all the power in his frame. But I do think that there's, you know, a lot of natural bulk and he's done a good job of adding weight to his frame over the years. Uh, high motor guy, you know, he's got some pass rushing moves in his arsenal. He's not like a wizard with his hands, but he gets the job done. Uh, he's someone I'm he thinking seems, around too. I'm sorry. I was just to say, he seems like a Matt Eberflus kind of player. Like, oh yeah. Just, he, he fits the hits mentality in yeah. my book. Yeah. No, 100%. And I think that, like what I've started doing in my mocks is one of Isaiah Foskey or Derek Hall I have going to the Bears. And that's just out of – I kind of have a gut feeling just looking at the athletic ability, the motor, the length, the uh, you know the tools to work with and develop going forward. Uh, I think they fit his uh, – Eberflus's mold to a T. So Foskey's a guy I'm excited to see where he ends up. I, th- I think he goes second round, but just a matter of exactly where he goes in the second round. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That brings us to KJ Henry out of Clemson. And he's someone that I've, uh, again, another one of those guys I was thinking, oh, is he going to declare this year? No, he's not. Is he going to be in 21? No, 22? No. Okay, now we're in 2023, and we actually have that going on for us. So, yeah, I think Henry, I saw a bit more from him this year than I've seen in years past. I thought uh, in previous seasons it was just a matter of, you know, he's not necessarily putting up the the production or at least popping on tape as much as I'd like him to. And – the production's never been great. He's never had more than four sacks in a single season for Clemson, but uh, I do think the tape definitely looked better. He played a bigger role for their defense this year. Uh, nice acceleration off the ball. I think he moves around pretty well in space, whether that's uh, coverage, backside pursuit, uh, chasing down scrambling quarterbacks. Uh, and again, another high-motored guy. And I think that there are some times where he doesn't have a whole lot of power in his game, but I think he plays hard. He shows good uh, hand activity. And, you know, I think there are tools with him to work with going forward. Uh, he ran, you know, being a 6'4", 251 guy, I think he's a little bit better as a 3'4 stand-up edge rusher at the next level. But, you know, he's a plus athlete with a, uh, you know, he had a 4'6", 3'40 yard dash and, you know, a 1'6", 5'10 yard split, which, you know, that isn't amazing, but the long speed and the agility out in the open field is really impressive. So he's someone I probably have around like the fifth round or something like that a little bit later, just because I feel like he's a tad bit undersized. And, you know, I feel like you compared to like what he has from an athleticism perspective, he was a tad bit of an underachiever, but I still think he can be a solid rotational rusher. So uh, Quentin, what do you say? Yeah. I mean, I, I I'll be honest. I when I when I watched him, it might have been just the games that I was watching him in. Yeah. I saw Leonard Floyd. Mm. Like, I I've, he was dropping into coverage pretty smoothly. He was covering the run or uh, playing the run lanes lanes well and setting a solid edge. But he wasn't a dynamic pass rusher. I didn't think he was yeah. like he was a guy who was good enough at that. But there were other aspects of his game. He was a a, a pretty clean processor and. You could see his athleticism shine when he was like convicted in what he was doing, but it felt like there were times where he wasn't. And it was just kind of like, you can tell this guy's really athletic, but it's not really showing in the way that you want it to show. Um, I kind of feel like that was a bit of a trend for Clemson's defensive line this past year. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, it might've been the games that I watched where they played more like an odd front and had him more stand up, but like I, I, I really felt like I was watching Leonard Floyd play football with you know ten more pounds than he had in college, or no. so. Um, but the Bears actually they they had a combine visit with KJ Henry, so I'm which was interesting to me because I didn't think of him as a guy that they might really target, but now I'm not so sure. Um, and I'm thinking that like 
think I had like a four, a late fourth round grade on him, or that uh, that's kind of where my head was at with it. Um, it says in here that we've got we we've got him in like a, a late third round grade. So I'm not sure. Maybe I have to go back and take a look at where mine are at. But <laughs> yeah, that's interesting though. But and then our next guy here, I believe, is MJ Anderson out of Iowa State, and so. I just watched him yesterday because so I, I find like some of the film has finally come available for some of these guys who I've been like sitting on and trying to get tape for. And man, I, I think I might just love Iowa state. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but like, I mean, he, he looked longer to me on tape than he measured. Like he measured a little bit above average arm length. I thought, I thought he'd be like 34, 34 and a half inch arms after watching him. But he came in at what, six two and a half, two hundred seventy pounds. And he didn't really test much. All he did was the vertical jump, which he was just average at. But I was really impressed with his tape, and I I know a part of that is that Iowa State runs a deep D line rotation, so he was always fresh. Because yeah. like when I turned on the TCU game, which was the only game that I watched where he played close to fifty snaps, it was the worst tape of the three games I watched because yeah. it was like he was you could tell he was gassed he was making some worse decisions because he was gassed but in the other games where he was playing 25 to 30 snaps I mean he was constantly making plays in the run as pass rusher so I mean I think he's a guy who if you if you if you're looking to build up a d-line rotation he's a guy who really interests me because if you can tell him you got 20 snaps a game balls to the wall go get it I think he's going to do really well. I don't think he's going to do really well as a full-time player. Um, and when I say really well, like he, he just really had good instincts for shooting through gaps, for wiggling his way through gaps and for doing enough to stay in the run game and hold the ground that he needed to. And it was like, after that, after watching, uh, watching him yesterday, I turned on some Bijan Robinson film. It happened to be against Iowa State, and I still couldn't stop watching. So he kept making plays. It was just like I was yeah. I was really impressed with this guy. I put like a I think a, a fourth round grade on him, uh, but I thought he looked really nice in the rotation. It was the only reason the grade wasn't higher was because against TCU when he wasn't in a deep rotation, he struggled more. Yeah, so. I will say I'm a tiny bit lower on MJ Anderson than you are. That's not to hate on him by any means. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I think he's a bit of a tweener at this point. And this is just my personal philosophy. I'm not super massive on tweener prospects. You know, it's had me miss on some guys, but also looking at like an LJ Collier a couple of years ago or a Marlon Davidson, you know, both highly touted, both, you know, in that kind of tweener mold, both just kind of fizzled out. So maybe that's me overcompensating and being like, okay, I wasn't a huge fan of those guys. So I'm just going to stick with what I'm doing right now and just, you know, knock tweeners, which I don't know. I feel kind of bad about, but I see someone still with the versatility to play almost anywhere along the defensive line. I think he's best with his hand in the dirt as a defensive end, uh, as a, you know, a five tech of sorts, maybe in a three, four, you could play him as a, you know, defensive end in that five tech role, but 
Uh, you know, solid athlete off the line of scrimmage. He's not like super mobile or anything, but he's got good burst in a vacuum. And I think you, you summed it up well. Some of just the slipperiness, the flexibility, you can see him just shooting into gaps and we, like wiggling his way into there, which I think is certainly intriguing. I think he's got some un- untapped potential. And part of the stuff that I'm a little bit worried about, you know, production wasn't great. He's had some concerns with injury over the years uh but there's good quickness there's really good power i think he sets the edge well he's a good run defender in general uh so i have him like like sixth round maybe a little bit higher like in a late fifth i think that could be a good spot for him uh I think, you know, he's a good rotational guy. It's just a matter of how highly you view those type of players. But definitely there's something to work with. If you can, you know, iron out some of the kinks and he can stay healthy, I think there's definitely something to work with. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, think of, like I said, I just watched him yesterday. As I think it through more, I'll probably knock him a bit more for the rotational aspect in his tape just because, like, I – I didn't, where do you draft a rotational player? You know, it's probably not the fourth round because you're still probably trying to get a starter there. Like with hopefully you probably, you know, like one in four shot of getting a starter there. And I think his ceiling as a starter might be a bit more limited. So I probably need to hit his ceiling a bit harder than I did yeah. thinking it through. Um, and then let's see here. Moving on to the next guy. One of, one of my favorites since the senior bowl is Yaya Diaby. Mm. One of the best names in the draft, too. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) he uh, out of Louisville and he was a rotational guy as well at Louisville. His snaps were always kind of up and down. And when you're watching the tape, you have to make sure you're finding his number. Otherwise, you could end up watching someone else because he came in and out so much. But that wasn't because he needed to. That was because he's raw. He is not. He's not developed to the point of being an every down starter, especially against the run from what I saw, but he's a guy who can wreak havoc as yeah. a pass rusher. He, he is fun to watch. And he's a guy who I think has huge upside if he gets with the right coach to develop him. Um, so what do you think, Aiden Jacob? I'm a big fan of Diaby too. Uh, when I watched, you know, he performed well at the Senior Bowl. I went back and I'm like, okay, you know, maybe there's a little bit something more than I'm seeing. Because I saw someone like, you know, late fifth, early sixth. Uh, but the more I watch of him, uh, like the more games that I see and watching him test, I really think there's something there. Uh, you know, he's just a, a thickly built guy. He's got good length, uh, quick off the ball, tested insanely well. I mean, you're looking at a one, five, six, 10 yard split. That's 93rd yeah. percentile for his position and a four, five, one 40 yard dash. That's 96th. And he's a dude who's six, three, 263 pounds. And I, I think he, he's still a little bit raw as a technician, but I agree. I think there's definitely some untapped potential that you can work with. Uh, and I think he's starting to turn the corner, just seeing how well this uh, pre-draft process is treating him and watching over tape the, later in the season I get, uh, I get a bit more impressed with what I've seen from him. So he's someone I, I have him in round four. That, that's just yeah. where I, I think that's about fair for a developing rusher. I think you and I are really close on grade with him. because I, I think that, that's exactly like in our, uh, our model here, like, 
yeah, it has him smack in the middle of round four. And I think you have him round four. I have him round four. Like it's yeah, he, like going back to the last guy, he's a guy who deserves to be in round four over like MJ Anderson because I think there's a ton of upside as a starter for him. Mm, yeah, yeah, no, one hundred percent. And there's one last edge rusher that we're gonna get to, uh, and that's another toolsy guy that Zach Harrison edge rusher out of Ohio state and not going to lie. I'm pretty sad that he didn't get to test at his pro day. And, you know, as we're recording, we're recording this the day that Ohio state's pro day happened. So that's still fresh in my mind. I'm a little bit sad that he didn't get to test because here's a guy who's six, six, 274 pounds. And he's been reported as running a four, four, seven, 40 yard dash. And whether that's true or not, that's up for debate. But you're also looking at a guy who on tape is very explosive. He's quick in his first step. He's got very good closing speed. Uh, I could see him as a stand-up rusher or with his hand in the dirt. He's big enough to play as a true base defensive end, but he's also athletic enough to play off as a stand-up guy. Super long arms. You're looking 36 and a quarter inch arms. And I think longest at the combine for a defensive player, which is insane. That's just unbelievable measurements. And he's someone pad level can improve a little bit. I don't think he turns the corner insanely well, but the size is there, the athleticism's there, the tools are there. It's just a matter of whether he can convert on it. So he's someone that I have around like mid round three I think that's fair because he's got very good tools and I think his tapes a little bit better than you know someone like a Yaya Diaby who I have in round four but still a very talented prospect a little bit of a work in progress as a pure football player but as an athlete you know very high ceiling yeah I am uh I'm an extremist when it comes to Zach Harrison yeah I have an early second round grade on him I know he's not going that early. I know you'll probably get him in round three. And I think the Bears should take him in round yeah. three. Because <laughs> I think he's a guy who's going to be able to give you quality snaps early in his career, unless there's some health stuff that I'm missing or something. Like, I I see a guy who was a team captain. You know, he had he was a runner-up for what was it, the All-American – Bowl, uh, man of the year for his community service efforts. A, a guy who's a, a leader in his locker room, in his community. He's uh, all all Big Ten uh, academic team. Like, just I. The biggest knock I've seen on him is that he takes plays off, and that just doesn't sound like a guy who takes plays off to me. And I didn't yeah. see it on film. Like what I saw in film was a guy who had a lot of contained responsibility and played it the way he's supposed to, which meant that he might not have been getting after the passer all the time, but he was, you know, he was watching on read option offense. He was containing the edge. He was making sure no one, no one peeked outside. And he was just always in control. Every rep I watched of this guy, he was, it felt like he was in control except for one comes to mind where he got cracked really badly, but (laughs) I'll not mention that one again. But the thing that really stood out to me in his tape was when Ohio State needed a play, he made a play over and over and over. I saw three different games where it was like late in the game 
Ohio State needed to put it away. And he came through. Well, one of them, they were up big, so it didn't really matter. But, like, it was still late in the game. He made plays for that team, which is a huge trait for me, that he could just flip a switch and say, okay, now I don't need to worry about contain. I can just go do what I do. And he does it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I pulled up uh, on mock draftable Zach Harrison spider chart and the top comparison with 94.7% similarity is Dio Odebo, who is a defensive end out of Vanderbilt who got drafted by the Colts. And at the time, you know, that he got drafted by the Colts, Matt Eberflus was the defensive coordinator. So uh, make of that what you will. That's not saying, oh, he's definitely going to be a Chicago Bear, but I'm kind of with you in that I would really like to see him in Chicago just because I think the sky's the limit with him. It's just a matter of whether or not he can fully put it all together. Yeah, and I mean, when I look at his background with the community service stuff, the the academic standout stuff, the team captain, I see a guy who's going to put it together. You know, like unless there's injury issues or something along those lines, I don't see any reason to believe that he won't put it together. Yeah, no, 100 percent. Yeah, that's all we got for the edge rushers. Uh, And unless you got anything to say, anything to wrap it up. uh, No, I think that about that about covers it for for what I got today. I think that's covered most of the edge rushers that I've watched or at least that I've been intrigued by. So. Yeah, we'll see you guys later. See you for the D-line soon. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.